0: Welcome back to the Jerksville Writing Center podcast. Today we're going to be talking about Writer's Block. My name is Kamal, and I'm the Operations Manager for the Writing Center. I'm Ellie. I'm Sophia. I'm Lily. I'm Sebastian. And I'm Emma. And you're going to listen to us talk about Writer's Block and how we get through it.
1: When's the last time you guys remember having Writer's Block?
0: Hmm. I know. I don't know <laughs> if I would call it Writer's Block, but it's really hard for me to write without a deadline. Really? Like, yeah. Like, I need to, like be very, not very close up on like when something is due, but close enough that it's like, okay, I have to do it right now Mm for my brain. I I can understand that. That's how I feel about like writing for school, like writing for like essays Mm -hmm. and stuff. Like the closer the deadline is the, like, I I need the deadline to be closer to actually be motivated Mm -hmm. to write it. I'm not the type to hand it in at midnight when it's due, but the type to hand it in like a day before, like a few hours of like that day before. But I definitely can't do it weeks in advance, like other people I, I do that without the deadline, it's like unmotivating to like do the research and I'm not one to draft. like when I write, I immediately start writing. So if I plan out a draft a lot of times that can like be a hindrance to my writing mm-hmm. process. Are you saying you don't make outlines yeah yeah don't tell them that <laughs> <laughs> the secret's out the, the secret's out. i mean I you can make an outline it depends if it's yeah. like you know a 15 page paper make an outline But yeah, if it's like five pages yeah, absolutely not i understand that like it's if i outline too much because i usually don't i'll write like yeah. i'll write like a bulleted list and be like okay paragraph one is the introduction paragraph two this but that's it i won't go any deeper into it because if i write too much of an outline then in my mind i've already written it and I don't want to write it again. I'm the opposite. Even if it's just like a one-page paper, I will write an outline because, it like, it, for me, it like gives me somewhere to start. And otherwise, I, I don't know how to start. and it's even just like yeah, like a bulleted list. But like, you would hate my writing style. <laughs> like I had this one paper and it was like a five-page paper on like whatever we were reading, and I was like, okay, I can't do it. Like I can't concentrate. Even with an outline, I'm like, I can't think. Mm. I work well under pressure. Same. So when I'm in like a writing form or like writer's block, I just wait until the last minute. It's good that you know yourself about mm-hmm. Know that about yourself though. Yeah. Justice for vibe-based writing. I think it's important for like other students who come here to know that like we're also not perfect writers yeah. and that sometimes we Great procrastinate point. and we don't make outlines and drafts and we don't edit every inch of our paper too. It's it's about knowing yourself and how you write and how you yeah. write best and like what works best for you and completing assignments like that. Um, which is something that we also recognize when students come in, um, which is what we, I think we try to do. You know, we're asking them questions about the assignment that they have to complete and how best they can complete it to help them do that. It's, It's like a case by case kind of thing. Yeah, I think it's been really interesting when I've had sessions where students have just like, come in and it's like, whatever they wrote in the last hour, they're like, honestly, I just needed something for this appointment. And it's kind of like, well, you already have all your thoughts here. Like, it's just a matter of organizing it. I mean, like, there is times where I'll like plan ahead. You know, I can't do, I can't just vibe check my writing for everything. <laughs> um, like for work, I have to like proofread my emails a bunch to make sure I'm not spelling their names wrong or something. Oh, I do that too. Yeah, I think with professional writing and like communication, it's important to have that structure. But then some people, they're just like naturally like really like they understand their voice and how they want to come across to their audience. Some of my favorite appointments that reminded me of lunch where people come in with like nothing or very little written and are just like, I need some place to start. But that's because I get to go like, well, let's build an outline. <laughs> yeah, okay. um, but yeah, it's like knowing yourself and your own thought process. Because I can be like, what, what I'll say to them is like, just tell me and then I'll like sneakily write it down and am like, well, there you go. That's your words, your writing. But sometimes like you just have to talk it out loud. Mm. Yeah, Which, that's different than what you're saying. Sorry, but never mind. No, 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 it was a good point though. Like, um, like overcoming the writer's block is like developing that confidence. Mm-hmm. And like, just having honestly having someone tell you what you have is good. Like, just keep going with it, and then that kind of helps you like start the writing process. Something else I'll do is I'll talk to myself in my notes app, and just like, not talk in circles, but but not limit myself. And then I'll go back and I'll type what I hear myself saying that I liked. Yeah.
1: I'm a big proponent of like uh, the free write method yeah. where you kind of just like start writing even if it has like nothing to do with the essay. You just kind of start writing and by the time you finish you'll get to some coherent idea that you can run with.
0: Does anybody feel writer's block with like creative stuff that they write outside of school? Yeah. All the time. I think like Sebastian was saying, with just with free writing, one thing that I do is I take an actual pencil and paper and like journal mm-hmm. and that a lot of times... Once I start, when I start journaling, I never know what it, I'm going to talk about or like never really have an idea about what I want to say. But by the end, I'm always on like some specific idea. And I think that is like, first of all, a way to just get out what you want to say about your day. But also it's a way to experiment with your own writing because you're not really sure where it's going to end up. I don't know. I think so. it's interesting because I think it, it, it still also depends on your motivation and, like, what's motivating you to write at that time? Like, if there's something that's, like, bothering me that I need to write about, that's different because that I, f- I feel like there's rarely writer's block for that because, you know, that's for a purpose. But then there's also, like, writing creatively just for yourself or for even other people. Like, it depends on what your motivation is to say, like, where the writer's block comes in, if it does. Um, there is, like, a the, the lack of deadline thing, I still feel does kind of sometimes play into that. Like, not in the sense, like... Like there are things that I want to write that aren't academic and aren't for that kind of academic purpose, um, but sometimes I feel like since I'm not like waiting on someone else to read and grade it like in an academic setting, that that sometimes is where writer's block comes in. We're like, well, I don't need to write now. I wish Cass was here because she mentioned the other day how she does like the creative like writing sprints, like the challenges, mm-hmm. and that really helps her get out of like her own personal writing block. Like for school, we kind of like have to like abide by those timelines or whatever. But then, like, try to motivate yourself to write because you enjoy it and not just you know. I'm not credit. It's almost like, do you remember how like when you be in, in like middle school or high school, and they make you do like four months? That I feel like that's a very important part to like using your brain that we kind of let go as we get to college and get older. Is like warming your brain up to thinking, and so like this isn't writing related. But during the term when I have to like, do a lot of thinking, I'll like do a game on my computer before I actually start working. Like there's like a game where like you have to like challenge yourself to, like with all the countries you can, mm-hmm. and just some kind of warm up like that. Whether it's that or just like getting a random prompt and just pre writing with it for a minute to warm your brain up and turn it on, I think is really important and we don't we'll acknowledge that. There's this TikTok account that I follow called Your Daily Writing Prompt, where every day this guy, um, he's a screenwriter, posts like. A writing prompt for you to do every day and i started following it and like i try i've started trying to do them like when i see them when i come across them and i'll just like even if it's just in my notes app like in a bullets being like yeah this is the idea that i would have done even if i don't actually write it but i think that's nice and helpful yeah i think like looking to like creative outlets like i'll read when i'm like stuck and i like a creative like writing slump or whatever because i'm like well i don't know what i want to say but i know that this author like has said it in a way that's like more I know how to explain it,
1: like, okay,
0: yeah, like, they're saying it in a way that I want to sound mm-hmm. like, so, like, being able to, like, mimic that, which is, like, something we're taught in, I always mention there 210, but, like, we have this, like, one challenge where we have to, like, mimic a lot of, like, the authors that, like, we read for class, Yeah. Um, what was it, like, Citizen for Claudia Rankin, and we had to, like, do a discussion post where we wrote, like, some of words sounding like her.
1: Did it end up, like... Doing that successfully, I don't remember because we were in the same writing class.
0: Yeah, I think it. We both like yeah, because we both. I think we did a good job. Um,
1: <laughs> I'd like to think so.
0: I remember it was like kind of hard to get it to, because, yeah. like she has such a specific style.
1: Yeah,
0: I we had to do something in the two ten very similarly, but it was uh, Allison Bechtel, is that her name? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like graphic novel style, and I had never written in the style of a graphic. Or graphic anything I I don't draw. But it was really kind of fun to like try something different like
1: that. Yeah. It felt very creative. Wait, so did you make a graphic novel?
0: We made like one um like not one panel, but like very short, like a a page or two, yeah. Mm. That's where I think that um fanfiction becomes really interesting because like it's it's interest it's like it's, first of all, it's an exercise in trying on someone else's kind of writing. Because for the most part, you know, like, the marker of good fanfiction is good characterization. So, like, for the that part, it's kind of, like, an exercise in trying to write um, in maybe a style that's not necessarily comfortable to you. But I also think what's interesting is that there's no, you know, um, like, monetary benefit or anything to writing fanfiction. But, like, people are still motivated to do that kind of writing and post-it places. Um So I think that's, like, an interesting exercise in just, like, writing for the sake of writing and writing without that kind of, like, extra um, motivation. Um, It's like there's no stakes and nobody's forcing you to. Exactly. pure creativity. Exactly. Which I think is, like, it's such a good and important exercise, like, for people to do. Like, you know, because, like, any writing is writing. So, like, if that's what you're currently able to write, then keep writing it. The emotional
1: payoff is, like, more painful. <laughs> True. <laughs> Speaking of fanfiction, what do you guys think about the Mary Sue? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I think you have some thoughts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it. So, I don't know. Because I feel like inherently, in criticizing, care like, female characters in this mm-hmm. way, there is always, like, a small inherent, like, sexism to it mm-hmm. that comes into it. Whereas, like, I also understand the concept of, like, I don't know <laughs> it's it's hard to explain because I understand the concept of like there are all these characters that are you know considered like kind of like cookie cutter characters mm-hmm. like that are all very similar and people consider to not have much depth but at the same time the criticism of them like easily can become sexist
1: yeah that's a lot of what she was saying too she was like um the Mary Sue has become like kind of a blanket term to just mm-hmm. criticize a lot of like yes, female characters absolutely um, but it's interesting seeing, like, where the Mary Sue started, because um, she was saying that it started, it actually started with Star Trek um, hmm. uh, in the 60s-ish. Um, the These, like, Star Trek fanfic writers, like, were making fun of this other fanfic writer who wrote, essentially, this, like, Mary Sue character, and they wrote um, this fanfic making fun of Mary Sue, um, and that's where it actually started, and then it gained a lot of pop- popularity in like the early two thousands with like the young, you know, fourteen year old girls making like self insert OCs.
0: Right. But on like a uh, at the top Yeah, of my it, fault like for it. mentioning fanfiction. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think that's a really important part of like to tie it back to like writer's block. It's just like being creative, however you want to be. And mm-hmm. if that's fanfiction. That's great. Yeah, it's like. I don't know. We, me and Emma, have kind of talked about like the idea of like a reading slump of like you know we always talk about like what is real literature? Like mm-hmm. is a graphic novel a book? Is like you know a short poem like a book or whatever? Like, like a of a book? Of yes. idea of reading. Which, ab- yes, yeah, which yes, absolutely. Like it's it's if that's the way that you are most comfortable, most able to read, then that yeah. is consi- that should be considered reading. It is the it is just a different method of consuming the same story. Like this, Kamal and I talk about this all the time. Like we get so angry about this debate because like. It's it, honestly, it's it feels almost a little ableist to be like, yeah, no, audiobooks mm-hmm. aren't reading. Well, yeah, like as soon as you said that, I felt like, well, people don't say like if you like feel braille. Sorry, I don't yeah, like the no, uh, vocabulary for that. But like that's reading. I would assume like you do yeah, say like, well, oh, you, you can't read. Yeah, really. it's like we talked about. It's just honestly, it's like a big like the gatekeeping in like the world of reading of like what is considered reading and what isn't. That kind of all stems in like some sort of weird superiority complex. Um, it's really interesting to talk about. But we also talk about, like, you know, the imposter syndrome, and that comes with, like, if you're reading fanfiction versus if you're reading real books, like, are you actually reading? Which, that could be my video essay. My video essay would be fanfiction <laughs> is literature. But um, But I think, like, to a broader point, it's, like, I think trying to describe the, the validity of, like, the validity of your writing can put people into a writing-burner's writing block like is my piece of content that I'm working on, like is that valid when you compare it to other things? And it's so, like, I don't know. Yeah, I get so many people in appointments start their appointments with like, This is so bad. Mm-hmm. But it's like that's that's automatically stopping yourself in your tracks. Like more like it usually is very good <laughs> the people that say that. Um but it's like yeah, like that kind of perfectionism almost mm-hmm. and like pressure to to have a very perfect writing is, is just you're you're writers blocking yourself <laughs> yeah. which we've, as we've discussed before is always like also some kind of like the idea that people have that their writing has to be perfect or good or just like the idea of what their writing is supposed to be like meanwhile there's not really a supposed to be like that's not really how it should work yeah, you're, pres- you're preventing yourself from like doing what you want to do yeah. because you're
1: scared of what others will think in that sense mm. what I find interesting Kamal is that you called writing content like, a second ago. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, I think it's interesting how, in the age of, like, social media, we've started to um, list every, like, form of art, essentially, as content. Um, I saw people on Twitter talk about how, like, um, how detrimental that's become. Because I remember I was talking with some friends, and um, it's, like, ruined the art process, essentially, right? With the, like, um, being, having to promote yourself on social media as an artist right, forces you to show also your process. And that process, in order to appeal to it being content, now mm-hmm. has to be pretty. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, the antithesis of what art is sometimes, you know. And on top of that, like, not only does the final product have to be pretty, but the process does, as well as the person who's making the art, has to also be pretty. Mm-hmm. So, um, which just, like, really made a mess of a lot of, like, the creative process in the arts. I feel like what the
0: portfolio is, like, you yeah. need a portfolio, mm. a resume, you need something to show everyone. Yeah. But that, like, creating, um, I keep saying content, but creating things that you think are valid and represent you in, like, an accurate way, it's pretty hard to do. Yeah. So I think that's kind of what also, like, I know, I like, I'm working on, I mean, I have time for my senior project, but I already can feel a writer's block for that. So it's just, like, the preemptive. Yeah writer's block and preparing for the worst or the best, I guess. I think, too, there's also a pressure to be original mm-hmm. and a constant, like, voice saying that what you're creating has already been done and a million other people could also do it. But I think the thing is that if you're the one who actually goes and does it, does the writing for, like, whatever prompt or creates the art, then you're the one who's done it, whereas, like, it's just an idea floating for other people. I think, like Spasha was saying, there is like a pressure to have like a unique and pretty process to do it. But if people are criticizing the one who's like actually going to put in the work, that's like on them. And I think just too that, that can also contribute to a block in your ability to create content because you just feel this constant pressure to be original all the time. Mm -hmm. And like, maybe your idea is not original, but it's still your story and you should still have the ability to tell whatever you want with like the tools that you have to use. Also with the age of like intertextuality and everything now, like, you know, everything is born from something else. Like that's kind of the whole purpose. You can pick a random book and you can trace like a lot of the ideas or like even the references in those books back to other books and other plays and like all the way back. Like it was a, I took a class on it once where we just like, that's what we did. We spent an entire class period like talking about Harry Potter is in an intertextual way where we took everything that's meant, like, even, like, certain, like, myths in Harry Potter, and we said, okay, where does this myth come from? Where does that come from when it was mentioned there? And, like, traced it all the way back. Like, it's a really interesting idea. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's unoriginal or not worth saying. You know, all things are kind of, they all come from other things, and that's okay.
1: I'm
0: going to ask
1: everyone to do final thoughts. Final thoughts? Yeah. Final thoughts. And what I found that, at least, I don't know if it's the same for writing, but for art, what I found that helps me push through, I guess, any sort of block them through, is actually going back to traditional, like, um, motifs and artistic movements and then simply emulating those because, you know, we were talking about this idea of originality, right? Like, I found myself starting to make some religious art, not necessarily because I am religious, but, I mean, if you look at paintings of Jesus, they're all the same. But nobody criticizes them for all being the same, right. Um, so maybe going back to a source that you find personally like comforting and then trying to like emulate that it might help you push through writer's blog.
0: I think something that I, was, I would say as a final thought is that everyone has the ability to write and that they shouldn't judge their own writing based on how good they think other people mm-hmm. write because everyone writes in their own unique way. And it's so heartbreaking to see students come into the center and be like, I'm not a good writer and this is awful writing. When they have amazing ideas and a great outline or draft or whatever they're working on, it's just like fine tuning those things so they feel like their voice is represented in their work. Yeah, I think a really big part of just overcoming the and Writer's is just doing the work and just like pushing yeah. through it. Like as, as harsh mm-hmm. as it might, might sound, it's like you can always go back and look over your essay but just like starting is like the hardest part, you know, the yeah. more you prolong it. I mean, I know I procrastinate my essays, but it's also like when I get started, it's really good for me to just keep going with that trend I think just letting go of the pressure to write well and just mm-hmm. writing something, yeah. I think is a great feel. I think something that I find that helps is I go back and I read things that I've written before that I liked. Um, like, and it can be like anything, it could be creative or it could be for academic reasons or it could just be something I like wrote down somewhere randomly. Um, because a thought came to me. Um, but I find that going back and reading something that I wrote that I enjoyed makes me more excited to complete whatever it is that I'm trying to write next. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Drexel Writing Center podcast. Um, you can visit our website, drexel.mywconline.com, or email us at dwc.drexel.edu. If you have questions or want to book appointments with us, you can book appointments with all the peer readers you've heard today. And come visit us in Corman. We're in Corman Room 100, um, so please visit us. And yeah, thank you guys so much. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Bye.